Hey everyone, Taylor here. Welcome to the Bonfire Briefing Podcast. My guest today is UFC welterweight prospect and former CXF 160-pound champion, Gifted Gabe Green. He's coming off an awesome TKO victory over Johan Lanus last month. If you haven't watched that fight, do yourself a favor and do so. The whole second round is crazy. Gabe broke down that fight for me in detail, talking about what was going through his head after getting dropped in the second round, things he thought he did well, and things he thought he could have done better. We also talked about how he got his start in MMA, his journey to the UFC, and some of the fights for this past weekend, including the controversial Holly Holm versus Ketlin Vieira decision. Hope you guys enjoy. All right, we're good. Gifted Gabe Green, welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Hey, thanks for coming on, man. I really do appreciate it. Um, I mean, you had a hell of a win over Johan Lanus just about, about a month ago or so. Um, it was crazy, especially that second round. And, you know, I want to talk uh, about that. But just talk to me a little about how you're feeling about that win. A little over a month removed. I mean, how, how good does it feel? Man, you know, time, time is flying by. It's been a month already. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm happy I won. I'm happy I was able to finish it of my own accord. The judges are not the brightest people in the world sometimes, and people get robbed more often than not. So, right. I mean, it, it always feels good to just finish it. And then, you know, when you're when you're standing there get it, waiting to get your hand raised when you just you know knocked them out or you just put them to sleep or you just snap something you know you, you already know you won uh so it's a little less nerve-wracking because i mean yeah when, when you're standing there without without knowing it's it's not fun man it's not the business um and um a lot of my uh prior fights were 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 not decisions you know uh, they're all finishes so it, it felt good to get back to that um, but I mean, yeah, it, it wasn't as clean as I wanted it to be. So definitely got some things to work on still. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of, uh, there's, there's a lot of fighters that fought last night that feel the same way about the judges, uh, that you do. And may, maybe we'll touch on that a little later too, but, uh, I'm also curious to know what, uh, what, what your prep for that fight was like, how training was like, you know, how did you and your team prepare for Lanus? What were you lo- looking at in his game that you saw that you could, take advantage of and 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 what if anything uh surprised you about stepping in there with him oh i mean there wasn't much we trained specifically for him um i especially after my 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 eye surgery and i see things a lot better i'm better uh judge of of just spatial i have better spatial awareness and stuff like that and my movement's already it's always been pretty good when I just use my movement um, like I'm supposed to, instead of just, you know, standing in front of people and banging. So it was more so just like, all right, you know, like do what you know you can do. All right. And don't worry about getting into a slug fest, even though you think it's super fun, you know? So right. that's just where it was. It was more so that it's cause uh, we we're just, he looked like he hit hard. And um, I mean, I felt it. He, he did hit really hard, you know? 
Um, so it was more so my coach just going like, just don't even, you know, don't worry about standing toe to toe with this guy. At least not at first, you know, like let him get a little tired first and then, and then, then go all out. Right. Now, now that eye issue that you had, was that something that, that you've always dealt with? Was it a, was it an injury you picked up in a fight? What, what, uh, no, I mean, it was just, it, my eyes just deteriorated. They, um, I, at first I saw, you know, like, well, I mean, I've always needed glasses, but I was getting away with it. But, and, um, it was just through the years, they, uh, they got like worse and worse and worse and worse. Like in 2018, my last mm-hmm. fight before I had uh, an injury layoff for two years, they were working, you know, pretty solid. But by the time I started training back again, like two years later, dude, they they deteriorated. I don't know if it's because I wasn't really using them or what, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's like I couldn't tell where I was on the mat sometimes. Man. Um, and then I fought D Rod and Row with them like that, and uh, then I, then I was like, no, you know, I gotta little chunk of change so let me fix these bad boys and i had a prk on them so now, now i got 2020 vision so that's cool okay there we go yeah well you know glad glad you got that uh that fixed um you know to go go into the you know the the second round of that fight you know he he dropped you with a big right hand like like 10 seconds into the round but of course you you know you rallied back in that same round and got the TKO, you know, I'm wondering what was going through your mind uh, after that knockdown? Uh, so, I mean, just going into the second round in, in general, I was starting to pick things up a little bit more in the first round to find my flow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, going into the corner, my coach was like, all right, you know, like, I mean, I was already walking back in there. Like, I mean, it was a, a close first round, but I still gave it to, to Johan out I'm down one and he was my coach was like don't worry about it you know you did what we needed you to do you moved around you didn't let him hit you you know too much and punched himself out so go in there and open it up a little bit you know a little bit more to start but um and he's like and then when you see it go for it and I was like all right so the problem was I saw him kind of like deteriorating already and I was like all right you know like I think it's time to turn it on and instead of being like flowy I was like I'm going to hit him with this one, two. Um, and I stepped to the left with the one, uh, but I didn't, I didn't pop it like I'm supposed to. I just like touched him with it. And when you just touch someone like, you know, like I literally, like I just kind of threw a super lazy jab when I was stepping, stepping to his right, you know, that's, that's against the power puncher. That's never a smart thing. So, I mean, I actually touch him on the chin right before he touches me. It's just that, you know, like it was like a tsunami. He just kind of ate my punch because like, I, I didn't put a lot of it on it. I was just using it more so to hide my step so that when I set up my right hand, I could, I, I had like a really lined up shot. I just never got to throw the right hand because uh, yeah, he just ate my jab through it right over the top. So, I mean, it was just like a, a lapse of uh, technique for me. I should have, uh, put a little more spunk on that if I'm going to step into his right and I'm throwing it left. Uh, but then, yeah, you know, like it just, it had, uh, I rolled it a little bit because I saw that it was coming over the top. And um, so that took a little power off of it, but at the same time, it gave him a better angle of like the back of my head. Um, so like, yeah, it hit me like right, not on the back of the head, but like right behind the ear. Um, 
And uh, so, I, you know, I guess like I rolled with it. So I boom, rolled, um, hit the floor, took my equilibrium off for a second. But I mean, I, I knew I had my wits about me, you know, right, right. When I was like, it was just like a, like a split second. When uh, when I like looked at him, I knew where he was exactly, and then he like threw a punch, blocked it a little bit, and then grabbed his leg, and I stood up. Yeah, it was just especially with that that the fact that I was stepping. Uh-huh. Um, that's why it made it look a little bit more dramatic because you know like my foot wasn't under me when I lost my equilibrium because I was stepping to the his right, my left. Right. But um, yeah, you know, like so he just he caught he just you know like you know people get caught he caught me. I, I, I zigged when I should have zagged and uh, boom. But then, you know, grabbed his leg, um, got back up. And then even then I was like, I was like, oh man, it is a wrap. You know, I was like, I'm gonna knock this dude out. And then um, he, he shoots on me, I sprawl. And then I was like, oh, there it is, finish line, you know? I'm gonna take his back and choke him out. And then I did that with improper technique again. So freaking two bad decisions by me in a row. And um, yeah, cause I didn't think he had, um, honestly didn't think he had like the, at that level of him being tired that he was going to like be able to throw his arm up like that and just stop me from going to his back. So I didn't even worry about blocking it. But sure enough, boom, I go to the side and he picks, you know, he, he blocks me. I mean, that was really good technique by him when he was gassed, man. And then, um, yeah, then we ended up in a little bit of scramble, stood back up, and I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Now it's really over. And then, yeah, I finished him. Right, yeah. And I, I think that's how a lot of people felt whenever you got up that time. I mean, it was pretty, you know, you, you could see him gassing out. You know, he thought he had you. He used all that energy to try to finish you, and it really took a toll on him, man. And your, your body work later in that round was fucking nasty. It was, yeah, I mean, it was vicious, and it started dude. with, it started with, um, it was actually, it was a, it was two teeps and then a flying knee to the stomach before I even started the punches. Um, and that's when I like, cause I saw him take a deep breath. So I teeped him and then he backed off. He circled like away. Or he tried to throw at me. I moved out of the way and I teeped him again with my other foot. And then he circled hard, um, back the other way to my right and I threw the flying knee to his stomach and then when we got off the walls when he took a giant breath because that knee to the belly like landed pretty solid I felt like you know like we're on the fence and like the whole fence like shaped because I like penetrated all the way through him into the cage and then yeah he takes a giant 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 breath and I was like oh yeah this is this is it body 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 I was really going to go for the face but he was covering up his face. I was just like, all right, I'll just keep on hitting you. <laughs> keep on hitting you in the body because you're not blocking it, man. Yeah, yeah. And you 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 knew with like when you dropped him with that with that hook to the body that that was it. Like when he when he crumbled after all that body work, you knew you had it done, that you sealed the deal. Yeah, because he wasn't he wasn't doing like anything on the floor. Like there was no like it, he was just like basically in the fetal, you know, like he was just covered up and like balling up. So I didn't hurt him. And I was like, Oh yeah. I mean, all I gotta do is just keep on hitting him a little bit and the ref's just going to stop it. And then um, you can kind of tell in the, in the video, like, I mean, I, after making a couple dumb mistakes in the fight, I was like, let me be smart. So I was like framing on his hip, um, making sure that I didn't get up kicked. Cause I mean, that's still, you know, a possibility. 
So I was keeping him on his hip and not on his back so that he couldn't do anything jujitsu or throw an up kick, you know? So did something smart right there, framed his hip, kept his legs pinned um, against the floor. Then I was just doing the one hammer fist. And then um, I felt uh, Dean to come up to me and like, he like really got out of my peripheral. And then like, he like bucked me a little bit. And I was like, oh, it's over. Um, but then uh, like I stopped for a second and then he was like, you got to protect yourself. You got to do something. And I was like, oh, it's not over yet. Hold on. And that's when I switched to the, the Hulk smash double, double hammer fist. And then, then it was over. Yeah, it, it was a hell of a win, man. I, I was on the edge of my seat um, the entire, I mean, the entire second round. I mean, it was crazy. You know, congratulations to you on, on such a, you know, such a great comeback win there. Um, yeah, I, I want to you know, transition a little bit, talk about, I think, um, you know, every fighter has kind of a different story as to how they got into MMA and, you know, everybody's journey, you know, to the top is different. You know, I want to hear from you, you know, how, how did you get into MMA, you know, when you were younger and can you, can you talk a little bit about your journey to the UFC? Yeah. I mean, I didn't, um, I was always interested in, in any kind of martial art, I was always drawn to it. You know, I, I, I wanted to do boxing, taekwondo, something, something, karate. But my mom and dad were were not down. They didn't. My they put my older brother in karate when um when he was like four or five, and then he's four years older than me. No, yeah, he was probably like no, he's probably like five or six. He's four years older than me, and then um he like came home and was like practicing moves on on me. And he was hitting me. So they were like, no, you can't be hitting your little brother. Let me that little, um, you know, you're, you're out of here. So they stopped. They like took martial arts out of like, he ruined it for me, basically. Um, so I had to wait till, I mean, then I was, I was always like hitting. Uh, my dad at the very least put a punching bag in the backyard. And um, my godfather used to box him a little bit and stuff like that. So growing up, I mean, they just like showed me some stuff on the bag, but it was like, you know, nothing nothing crazy and um he always had like a punching bag in the backyard so i would take advantage of that and i would just hit hit the bag and watch ali videos and tyson videos and stuff like that and then um but yeah i I didn't actually start training training till i was in um till i was in college i had uh i was going to college i had a job you know, and um, I could pay for my own training and I was over 18. So I could, you know, sign the waiver myself. And one of my friends from high school um, hit me up and was like, hey, I started training at this gym. You want to come try it out? And I was like, yeah, bet, you know, like, let's, let's go. And uh, uh, as soon as I walked in there, man, it was, it was a wrap. I, uh, I, I loved it off my first day. And um, I th- think I did a jiu-jitsu tournament. I did a jiu-jitsu tournament like a month after training. And I, I got gold and I was like, oh man, this stuff's pretty dope. And then my coach was like, you want to try an actual fight? And a month after that, I had my first actual amateur fight. Um, wow. I won that one. Yeah, I won, won that one. And then after that, I had, I think I had six, six amateur fights in my first like 14 months or 16 months of training. Uh-huh. And then, and then I just went pro right after that because um, it was hard to find an amateur that wanted to fight me. Um, in California so he went pro and then did a couple a couple shows lost twice in a row was like man this shit sucks man losing is terrible because I, I was undefeated as an 
amateur and then yeah won, won three as a pro so i kind of got used to winning and then right. um lost two two in a row and i was like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. This, this is not supposed to happen and um then i went on a little spree won another six in a row um the last one um all finishes the last one being um another guy who was like a top press prospect for the ufc and um, I knocked him out in the second round. And then um, actually the UFC calls me. That's in 2018. The UFC calls me right after that um, and um, offers me Gilbert Burns for it to be like a, a last minute rep, uh, last minute replacement um, oh, wow. in, 2008, in 2018 when he was a 55er because I used to fight at 55. And um, I couldn't do it because um, I had like shoulder surgery and hand surgery uh after fighting that one guy that I, I i knocked out so i was like no man i you know it sucks i can't i can't go sorry you know like hit, hit me back later but it was like a really long process for that i didn't train i didn't train again for like two years um with all the rehab and everything and then um come 2020 when everything shut down you know i, I get finally okay to be like training and stuff and I um uh, but I, the gyms are shut down so I'm just going for runs and stuff and then um hadn't trained like I think I got like maybe like a few weeks of real training before uh COVID like shut down so like I, I probably had like four weeks of training in in the two years since my last fight when um I finally got to fight D-Rod and that was like four weeks but then another like three months off or two months off whatever COVID happened and then um yeah because everything shut down in March and then I fought him in May so yeah I had like four weeks of training and then, and then another like three months off <laughs> and mm -hmm. then uh then I fought D-Rod on, on the short four days notice two years off the couch <sighs> I lost that one and I lost that one and I was like man this whole losing stuff does suck let's not do that anymore and uh yeah been been on two fight win streak since so i'm gonna keep that going yeah yeah and, and you, you've looked really good in those past uh in those past two wins did you know like you know you're winning winning that fight in 2018 and then having to go you know having to turn down the fight with burns having all the surgeries and everything did you i i mean that that had to be kind of disappointing i'm sure you wanted to you know jump in there and fight burns but you just couldn't but but did, did you always know that you would end up in the ufc you you were confident that you would even with the time off and the surgeries that you would be in the ufc um i, I it's, it's definitely where i wanted to go you know i i after my first uh amateur fight i, I was like man no this is this is what i want to do i don't want to do anything i don't want to do anything else um I was honestly expecting that I was gonna have to go on like a two or fight, a two or three fight win streak, and um, at, at least one, um, at least win one fight to prove that you know I'm not uh, rusty or something, you know, to prove that I still got the skills to 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 compete with UFC caliber fighters. Um, I was really expecting that, so. When they called me and they were like, are you ready to go? Like, we're looking for a replacement. I was like, you know, like I haven't trained in forever, but yeah, let's, let's go. My body was working at least as long as my body's working, I felt confident. So I was like, let's just, right. let's go. I was yeah, I wasn't going to let anything um, 
you know, like this, that, that's a, that's a call that you don't, you don't turn down, you know? And right. um, unfortunately I had to, cause they legit, my coach hit me up the day after my shoulder surgery. And he was like, I got good news and bad news. Which one do you want to hear? Uh-huh. And after I was like, uh, it's, let's do good, good news is uh, let's do the good news. And he was like, well, the UFC is hitting me up about you after I was like, oh man, that's cool. Um, and he was like, yeah. I was like, what's the bad news? He's like, well, they actually wanted you to fight like next month and, and against Gilbert Burns. I was like, well, that, that, that sucks. <laughs> so I was like, man, hopefully they're still, uh, hopefully they're still interested in me whenever I get back to training. And um, yeah, you know, I guess I was still on the radar. My coach did a good job of, uh, of like <laughs> almost being like annoying with Sean Shelby probably or just like, you know, like, you know, oh, Gabe's, Gabe's uh, like, okay to do this now you know like keeping him up to date with my pt and all that stuff i gave can do this now gabe can do this now gabe can do this now you know so i mean he was he was definitely a friendly reminder that i still existed yeah no and it's you know definitely good that they hit you back up considering the success you've had since being in the ufc um i know you you had a couple of fights with uh cxf at at like you know 160 uh, 165, you know, you, you won the 160 pound title there. Um, you know, I'm curious, you know, you, you, you fought at lightweight welterweight, um, is welterweight the weight that you feel best at and fans have talked, you know, about maybe restructuring the weight classes and, you know, getting 165 pound division in there. Is, is that something that you would uh, be interested in seeing the UFC do? Oh yeah, I would. Uh, I think that 150. I'm like an in betweener for sure. I know, like the people talk about like that whole like in betweener thing, and um, I'm as in between as they come. 55 is like I can make it, but it sucks. Like it sucks bad. Um, and 70 is like a like a breeze, like super easy. So um, yeah, for 65 or 63 or even 60, because it's usually the last five pounds of 55 that kill me. Right. Um, if those were, those were a thing, man, I, that'd be, that, that'd be my weight class for sure. Um, but we, we broke it down and did the math and I was like, all right, I'm this percent body fat when I'm walking around at this weight. Um, does it make sense for me to lose muscle, stay the same amount of body fat and go to 55 or put on muscle stay this percent body fat and like continue to compete at 170 and um my coach was like yeah i kind of like my, my coach prefers me at 155 mm-hmm. um or at least he did um but after i fought d-rod and i proved that um you know especially d-rod you know he was knocking people out and stuff like that and um I was like, I mean, he didn't feel super strong when I was going against him. Yeah. And I was taking his best shots and I was able to hurt him too. You know, like right. I, I had him on his back foot and I was chasing him. Um, so I, once that fight happened, I was like, man, that's a 170 that was, um, that's been doing good, man. I, I think I'm a 170 more so than a 55. And I think that was like the big eye opener. Um, and then, you know, like I, I, I do that a row and then now I do this to, to Johan. I'm like not opposed to going down to 55 if the matchup's right or, 
you know, because I mean, I, I walk around on like 185. I'm not even huge. And most 55ers, at least like in the top 10, cut from 185. So I'm definitely not like by any means uh, <laughs> a huge 170 pounder. I'm definitely more so like the size of a 55er. Um, so, I mean, we'll, we'll see. But for right now, uh, unless it gets to the point that I just like can't beat some 170s because they're just too big, I'm going to stay at 170 because it's where I feel good. Right. That makes sense. And and I, I thought you looked pretty uh, – I, I thought you looked pretty good-sized at, at 170, especially in the fight with with Johan. You looked pretty big. What what did what did you weigh there in the cage against him? Uh, eighty five. Eighty five. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't put on any weight after we 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 weighed in. But I mean, it's a more because I I did the same thing when I fought Roe, but um, I'm like significantly bigger. Um, and I just I didn't used to I didn't strength train so much. Uh, but I started strength training, got a good, got on a good program. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's um, dramatically stronger and um, bigger, just packing on more, more muscle at the same exact weight. So it's, it's pretty gangster. Feels, it feels good. I'm going to try to do that even more so, or even, um, you know, maybe, maybe get up to like 190, but, but stay the same amount of leanness. Um, just add a couple more pounds because that, that, that weight cuts, uh, weight cuts too easy. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, I want to transition here, um, a little, did, did you catch any of the fights last night by chance? Uh, just, yeah, just, just the whole Holly Holmes one, but, um, my, my boy actually fought, um, where I was in Vegas, my boy uh, fought for tough enough on um, on Friday against um, Sasha Sasha something. He was he used to be in the UFC, um, and uh, I'm saying my, my boy won that fight, but their judges gave it to to the UFC vet instead, and it's just like, man. yeah, that's why that that whole decision thing, man. It's like you just you just can't go there. I think like my boy was winning like every like grappling exchange was, was, was extremely one-sided picking them up, slamming them, takedowns, 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 mat returns. And then um, landing like combos on the feet and still they just gave it to the other guy. And I was just like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people watching the, the event last night had the same reaction to some of those, split decisions that that happened in the main card there especially uh the main event i think i think everyone was kind of blown away to not see holly Holm come away with the victory there it was yeah it was um i saw the 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 stats after she like had double the amount of significant strikes and i think she had 10 minutes of control yeah yeah a little right? over 10 and, minutes and and then the the other one, the other chick had like a like a minute or less than a minute, like a couple seconds, and and so even that she had like double the amount of significant strikes, like more than ten times the amount of control for position, like in grappling exchanges, and still loses. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's insane, and it, it's not a new problem. You know, like fan, you know fans, fighters. Dana, you know, <laughs> have been complaining about, you know, bad judging 
uh, for a long time. Is there an answer, you know, to that problem that you see? I know, I know I've seen some people talk about um, like open scoring. Do you think, do you think that open scoring would help that issue or is there something else that they could do? I mean, I, I think that that bad judges are going to be bad judges. The, the root of the bad judges problem is the the fact that some judges shouldn't be judging, you know? So, I mean, the state might have to do a better job of, uh, of picking people, you know, and allowing them to do that job or making some retire who are just getting them, you know, completely wrong. Because, I mean, that's people's future, you know? Like... Like, like that for my for my friend that that win would have been you know huge that's like making the UFC be like oh yeah like this is you beat a UFC um bet you know and at at and he did the he's a 155er and he did it at 172 so he went up in weight class to fight oh, wow. a UFC bet and, and put on a great show and then lost the split D that he shouldn't have lost so I mean that's that's a huge win for him and they just you know Three people took that away. Well, actually, it was one person because it was split D. Uh, took it away from him, you know? That's uh, That sucks. Um, but, I mean, um, that, that open um, open scoring, I think, I think is something great because, you know, you, you, you'll know where you're at at all times on the cards. And, right. um, I know people, the argument against it is like, oh, no, some people are going to coast, you know? Like, they're they're – they're not going to want to put anything on the line when, um, when they know they're up, but I mean, vice versa, that means the other guy's going to be going all out, you know? Like, right. so you, you can't, you can't just be like trying to coast when some guys trying to kill you because he thinks he's down, you know, the fight's going to happen regardless. I don't, I don't like that argument whatsoever. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, combat, combat sports in general are the only sports that, you don't know the score actively, you know, like in football, you know, if you're down and at the end of the quarter, you know, like, you know, you know what the points are the whole time, soccer, baseball, you, you know, right. you know, if you're winning or losing it, it, it sucks that um you could be going to that, that, the whole thing and not know where you stand, you know, you, you, you should, I mean, and that's really, you, you should pick good corners so they can tell you, you know, like, Hey, you know, you're, you're down around or, this it, it should be one to one right now, but I mean at the end of the day, then you can't be going into uh, like I'm so like for the fight that just happened, I was like, um, going into the third, I was like it might it, if anything, I was like one was close, um, I think you edged it out, but it might be one to one going into the second because right. he did like an extremely dominant for second round, an extremely dominant third round. One was the only one where it was like a little back and forth. Um, I still think he edged it out. Uh, it should have been um, three three rounds to nothing, but no, yeah, the, the judges had it all all upside down. Um, so I mean, it, yeah, your corner is supposed to be telling you like you know go out there and, and finish this guy because it's not close. I mean, it's too close. And I mean, I, I told him to, to go out and try it. He wasn't able to. He wasn't able to finish him. But um, he still was like, you know, putting on a clinic, a wrestling clinic. Right. You know, like even hit that, like pick them up over his shoulder, walk them to the other side of the cage thing. And, and, and like, because it was like that easy. And um, still, yeah, didn't give it to him. Man. So. Yeah. Some judges, whenever 
you know, grappling enters the equation. They're, they just, they, they have no idea what they're looking at, you know? Um, and I, I, you know, I feel the same way that you do. And I mean, that's a good point. You know, every other sport, you know, you know, the score, it's right up there on the board for everybody to see, you know, and we, you know, we, we play this game where we hide the scores from the fighters, from the fans, you know, until the very end. And yeah, I mean, you know, fan, fans are upset about it. And, and I feel like it's not fair, you know, to the fighters, they, they definitely should be able to, to know where the judges think they're at. Um, and you we're running out of time here. We got to wrap up, you know, hell of a win that you had, um, you know, about, about a month ago or so. Do you, you know, what, what, what's in the cards for you? What's in the future for you? Do you have any names in mind? How, you know, how many times, you know, do you want to fight this year? What's, what's going through your head moving forward? Uh, I mean, no, no names in mind in particular. Uh, just like I, I mentioned before to other people, I definitely want to run that D-Rod one back. If not next, you know, eventually. Um, he the, the longer he stays inactive and the more active I am, the better, you know, chances of getting that. So, right. Um, besides D-Rod, man, I'm not just, – just give me somebody. Hopefully – I'm hopefully to get something in July or August and then able to get another one in um, October or November so I could uh, get get two more this year um, that are like, you know, with, with little space in between that I have time to – to grow a little bit still, so I'm better every fight. Um, but yeah, yeah, not, no one in particular, but hopefully, hopefully two more, man. I want to be a little bit more active than uh, I got to in the last couple of years. Oh, man, I, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. Just before we go here, uh, any sponsors, anybody that you want to shout out just real quick? Uh, yeah, man, shout out to um, – Subfighter, shout out to Body Shop, shout out to Rising Suns Muay Thai, shout out to Rock Talent, shout out to um, the Elite Smith, shout out to My Biomechanics, shout out to, dang, that's it, CMMA, CMMA, shout out to Cryospot OC, shout out to Smoking Fire, shout out to SP Hats, um, shout out to Jay Walker's Apparel. Thank you. I think I got everybody. Shout out to my mama. There we go. <laughs> shout, out they, to, and shout out to Jesus. Got to go give Jesus that shout out too. There we go. Now we've got everybody in there. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, man. I, I really do appreciate it. It means a lot. Anytime you want to come back, just hit me up and we'll run it back. But uh, really enjoyed talking to you. Really glad to have you on the show. Oh, man. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. appreciate you for having me. All right. Take it easy, man. All right, man. Later. Later. That was my conversation with UFC welterweight prospect Gifted Gabe Green. I really loved talking to him. The way he broke down his comeback win over Johan Lanis was great. He went through every moment of that second round, from when he got dropped in the first 10 seconds to those final seconds where he was just raining down ground and pound and got the TKO victory. Like I said earlier, if you haven't watched that fight yet, do yourself a favor and watch it. The body shots he was landing on a gassed out Johan Lanis were fucking nasty. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Next week, I'm talking to another UFC welterweight prospect, Preston Parsons. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Bonfire Brief Pod so you don't miss it. Thanks for listening.